this show is called Friendshipping. And uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, I am not reading this from my phone. <laughs> I memorized it this morning. Uh, so, Friendshipping is an advice show from two pals right here, Trin and Jen, who work together at Cards Against Humanity. Every week, they answer audience questions like, should I ask my friend why he unfollowed me on Twitter? And can I tell my friend that their brother is hot? Today, they'll focus on doing friendship in the current political dumpster fire. Please welcome the co-friends of the Friendshipping Podcast, Jen and Trin. So now it's time for our contractually obligated ad. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. Join us tomorrow night at the Whistler in Logan Square at 6 p.m. for a game night. In honor of Valentine's Day, you can come to this event as long as you do not flirt with, touch, or attempt to court anyone present. Enjoy the show. That's a ding. Okay. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this... Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're not used to that. Uh, the theme this week is... How to be a good friend when it feels like the world is on fire. So let's start off with who we are. Um, thank you again, Eric, for giving us uh, an introduction. Uh, we are Jen and Trin of Cards Against Humanity, uh, and we are co-friends of this podcast. And friendshiping is really just two ladies who give a heck. Uh, we are not therapists or doctors, but we've spent plenty of time with them. Uh, and we feel qualified to give you friendship advice because we just care that much. We really do care. And today we're going to do kind of a workshop of sorts, how to be a good friend when it's really hard to be a good friend. Because um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but there's a lot of bad, bad kind of it lately. Yeah, it's like 20% harder to do anything these days. It's, it's kind of like everyone has a little bit of depression. Yeah, it's kind of like we're all hungry toddlers and we have something wrong with us all the time and we don't know exactly what it is, so we're just screaming all the time. <laughs> uh, we have two disclaimers. Uh, the first one is, we here at Friendshiping Incorporated do not discriminate based on your political opinion, unless your political opinion is garbage. Unless it's really bad. And then we, then we do. Like, if your political opinions are based on taking away hum rights from humans, not really a political opinion. Oh, yeah, I don't think that just, counts. No, it doesn't count. That's, That's not politics. It's not very friendship of them. No, it's really not. <laughs> our, our other disclaimer today is we're going to talk about this stuff in a way that we hope doesn't make you run for the door or feel depressed. Um, but if we fail at that, there is a bar right over there. So Right there. We're fine. Yeah, we have already hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, indeed. All right. Oh, so I have a question for Trin. Yes. Is the world on fire? Oh, gosh, who can say? It kind of is. Kind of isn't. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because so we've lived through most of um, our adult lives um, under the Obama administration. And so it was always kind of like, things are all right. They're moving along. And like now, it's either the world's on fire, or suddenly we are, uh, give, the mainstream is opinions that disagree with our sensibilities, and that's new. So it could right. be either one, and really, who's to say? I, I really feel like we have some wins, and we have some losses, and both of those are very powerful. Um, so we have, our first piece of advice is to try and focus on the wins, because they exist. I don't know if anyone, you guys probably saw this uh, clip yesterday of when, uh, at a press conference, they asked the two lawyers that had won in court the executive order against you know, Trump's racist, xenophobic order, they asked him, you know, what did you think about uh, Trump's tweet telling, saying, we'll meet you in court? And he said, well, I would love to meet him in court again. We're two for two. 
and like, you know, pump up that jam. Yeah, I felt like when he was saying this, he was internally being like, <laughs> yeah. He was snapping in a Z formation. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Thank you for uh, clarifying that for people who are going to listen to just audio. <laughs> um, you but, can picture it. But, like, yeah, there are wins. I mean, like, every lawyer at O'Hare was a win. Joe Biden and his face. He's a win. win. <laughs> Double win. Michelle Obama. Yeah. Not acknowledging the paparazzi while she's on vacation on an island. She makes me do yeah. a little fan to my face. I know. <laughs> yeah. we, we want to accept the wins when they come up, but like, on, in, at least in my life, the vibes of my friends are kind of bad. Like, all, it's hard to be happy and productive and like do a good job in life when all my friends are sad. It, it really sucks. Like, I went to a group hangout the other day with my pals, and it was just like down. People are down. Yeah, I feel like it, at the start of an event, you're like, how's everybody doing? But, like, let's put everything aside. <laughs> Other than the world being on fire, how are you feeling? Yeah. Because if somebody's like, oh, I'm great without that, you're like, you must be a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's feeling great right now, I'm, you're kind of suspicious of them, Very right? suspicious yeah. of people who feel amazing at this point. Uh, but one thing is certain, things are different. They are, have changed, and uh, and I think that... For, I don't know if you guys can tell, but the two of us are white. Uh, women of color and the people of color have been fighting against this forever. So, like, welcome to uh, Baby's First Outrage, everybody. Here we are. <laughs> we're just, like, little, like, like little baby deer that have just been born. Like, we're finding our footing and, like, this new crazy, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we have like, someone in charge is so racist. And uh, the people of color are like, yeah, yeah, yeah no welcome. shit. Yeah. yeah, where have you been? It's like we're Bambi and the forest is on fire and they're like Thumper and they're like, just eat the flowers, guys. <laughs> I don't know if anybody got that reference because that movie is pretty old, but it was really good. So, Trin, I would love to read one of these questions we got. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of questions. Um, so one of the reasons why we're doing this workshop is that, so we have an ask hole is what we call it. So you go to ask.fm. That's what Trin calls it. That's what I call it, specifically me. Ask.fm slash do friendship and we take questions from the internet and we answer them. Uh, and these days, everybody's just so sad. Uh, so we're going to answer some of those questions that are relevant to this topic. Yeah, we get, uh, we're very flattered that we get so many like personal questions, but we have never seen so many questions uh, right now and over the holidays. So mm -hmm. clearly people are having a rough time now and they shitty Christmases is yeah. the vibe I'm getting. Thanksgiving also. Yeah, uh, yeah. Taking questions. And we do plan to take audience questions at the end if we have time. So if you've got any questions about friendships, uh, keep them in your back pocket and hopefully we will get to those. So here's a question we got. My friends are extremely involved in politics right now. They attend protests and are super enraged and angry and involved. I want to support them and help, but I get burnt out so easily. Is it okay to step away? How do I tell my friends? So self-care is one of those things that we talk about so much that it seems almost meaningless, but it's a thing. It's not just something for teens on Tumblr. Yeah, I feel like self-care is starting to lose, the word self-care is kind of starting to lose its meaning because people hear that and they think of like culling up with a blanket and like, you know, watching Netflix. And that's just not like the reality of how people the only, it's not the only way people should take care of themselves. I was gonna say that's my reality all the time. Right. Yeah, uh, but self-care can be a million things, like uh, drinking water, I know this sounds stupid, but it actually makes you feel better, which is garbage, because it's like the easiest thing in the world to do, just go like take a glass of water and suddenly you feel better. It's like cheap. I like that we're telling that to a room, room full of people drinking beer right now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer, also, that works, too. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if that's how you self-care, that is fine. Yeah. 
Um, so we start with the basics because kind of like we uh, we talked about earlier, like you don't want to be the angry toddler, like have a snack, have a nap. Uh, everything is harder to deal with when your physical needs aren't met. And as adults, we don't really think about that. We think I'm the super soldier, I'm Captain America, I can like work through this whole day and then like play video games all night and not eat dinner until I'm super hungry and I'm fine. Like that's not really how it works. And then why are you in such a crappy mood? Oh yeah, you didn't take care of your basic needs. Oh, I didn't stand up even one time today. <laughs> I didn't go outside once. Well, that might be good for some that people. That sounds great. Yeah, to Trin me. doesn't like going outside. No, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Inside is where the cats are, outside is where the sun and the bugs live. <laughs> but yeah, so if you are a person who's a friend to people who are extremely involved in politics, that's awesome. Like, welcome to having super cool friends who care about stuff. Like, I hope that you care about stuff too, but the way that you handle the things that you care about will be different. Because again, baby's first outrage. You're new here, and that's okay. Yeah, it's said in the question, I get burnt out easily. And I think it's really smart that the esker understands that. Like, they understand they have limits to how much, you know, exhaustion and fatigue and anger they can handle before they just wanna like, I assume, curl up and turn off the news, yeah. which is okay. You know, we recommend doing what you need to do to, you know, turn off, stay off Twitter, stay off news. I mean, stay awake to understand what is happening, but it is okay to take breaks from life. It is. I'm gonna, uh, I, every now and again on the podcast, I go to <laughs> Jen's Twitter feed and I read things that Jen has tweeted because she's the best person on Twitter. Aww. So, uh, but it, it's gonna take me forever, so I'm gonna, because uh, I've basically memorized them by now. But Aww. you were like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like, yes. we need you here for the fight, but we need you to be able to fight. Because, like, if you can't wake up in the morning without, like, screaming, then, that, <laughs> then that's not good. Because yeah. discomfort can sometimes lead you to act, but if discomfort leaves you on the floor, then it's not good anymore. Yeah, then you're not gonna be able to support your friends or go to a protest or write your legislators or, I don't know, whatever, whatever your way of protesting is. If existing. You, existing, surviving. How are you gonna survive? You know, surviving is also an act of resistance. It is. Yeah. Well, what a beautiful sentiment, Jen. I like that. Thanks, Trin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to also talk a little bit about how to vent. So we all right. need to vent every now and again. And when you have buddies who are like politically involved and super cool like that, they might want just a moment where they can emotionally vomit all over you for a little while and then just like let you hose off later. And that's, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so Jen, let's talk a little bit about like Dumping. Did we have a question about that? Yeah, we did. Oh, I'll read it. Hit it. I need to dump on someone. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings, and I want to just talk about them to one of my friends, but I don't know how to broach that subject. How can I ask my friends for a listening ear in a way that doesn't pressure them? So my first thought here was, like, choose your audience wisely when it yeah. comes to... And this doesn't just apply to, like, politics. This is kind of like... Um, you know, you're going through something in your personal life. And boy you troubles. Boy troubles. Hashtag boy troubles. Maybe you're going through some of that shit. Think of someone who feels equipped to help you. Like, Trin and I work at a comedy writing company, and it's just full of sad weirdos. Yeah, those are the kind of people who typically become improv actors. Yeah, like, just, like, sad theater kids. That's us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, November 9th, 10th, 11th, those days were all extremely weird and surreal. And... Our, the group of people that work in our co-working space are very plugged in and very affected um, in big and small ways by what happened. And Trin kind of wisely noted that the, oh, right. the grown-ups, you know, people over 25, <laughs> were making the interns 
feel like walking off a bridge. Just, right. Yeah. So the interns, they're like 21, and they thought that King Obama was going to rule until like he died and like and just like lead us off into the unknown future. And like that's not how politics work in America. Yeah, we were scaring our little baby interns a little bit. Poor little but, baby birds. Because they had never seen the adults in the room be so scared. And in that case... What's that thing you always say, Trin, about turbulence? Oh yeah, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta be the mom on the airplane, who's yeah. like, when there's turbulence on the airplane, you gotta be the one that calms down your your child. And we kind of learned on the days following the election, like, oh, we need to be the mom here. Yeah, like sometimes I, I love that Mindy Kaling tweet that's like, put your oxygen mask on first, do that. But when the turbulence happens, and you know you're not immediately going to die, you're the mom on the plane. You might want to like white knuckle your seat. But that baby next to you legitimately has no context for what's <laughs> happening right now. So if your face is like, <laughs> I made a terrible face, just so you guys know yeah. on audio. Uh, then you just, and we're not saying like grit, grit your teeth, bear it, smile. But sometimes we just need to be strong for people who can't be. Exactly. We were also talking specifically to the white people in our office, <laughs> our fellow white people. We were like, we're going to be okay no matter what. Like, get yeah. it together. <laughs> yeah, get it together, yeah. white people. Um, and it's always good, do, no matter what you're venting about, whether it's uh, hashtag girl talk, whether it's about politics, it's not weird to just ask. Say, hey, I feel like garbage. Can I just type at you on Slack? All for caps. Long, all caps. Yeah. For a very long time. And that person might be like, yes, I need to vent about Jeff Sessions as well. <laughs> that sounds incredible. It's amazing. Trin, uh, Trin and I do this for each other a lot. Uh, at work, at life, like we are each other's venting buddies. But Trin taught me to do something really smart, which is uh, put a parameter on it, <laughs> like time <laughs> limits. Trin will be like, can we go in that room and scream for like five minutes? Uh, I have some, here's what's going on with me. And we will literally go into the room that is not soundproof. I found out the yeah, that was, that was a hard realization Yeah, for it's us. not a soundproof room where we went and screamed. Uh, but anyway, Trin, I really like the idea of being like honest, like, can I have five minutes of your time? And then you need to respect the person's answer, because you might, they might not be able to offer that. Right, right. If you're G-chatting your buddy in the middle of the day, and they're an attorney and working really hard, this is not from personal experience, and you want to talk about <laughs> your boy problems, not the best time. Um, but being a dumping ground for your friends is natural. That's what we all do. We all dump on each other. But it's also work. So thanking your friends for their time and being like, thank you. I needed to get all this garbage off of my chest. Sean Spicer is driving me mad. That feels good to your friend. Boy and then, problems. Boy problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's emotional labor. And we all do it for each other. I think friends bear each other's burdens, which is really wonderful. But, you know, then thank them. Thank them for doing the work with you. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful part of friendship. Like, we are here. You've actually said this before, and it's a quote that I keep Aww. in the back of my brain all the time. Jen's my hero. Uh, <laughs> it's things, uh, I think you said, we are put on this earth to bear each other's burdens and make our lives easier. Uh, and, like, that's friendship, guys. That's mm. friendship. So hug the person next to you. Please don't hug don't or hug. touch I'm just kidding. anyone. No touching. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you know them personally and you're like, hey, buddy, I could use a little, then, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but, ask yeah. before you hug, though. <laughs> so uh, I feel like we want to move on to the art of apologizing for your bad opinion. Because we kind of covered baby's first outrage. We covered how and when to vent and how to take care of yourself so that dealing with the day-to-day -day isn't so tough all the time. Yeah, like, let's talk about what happens when you mess up. And, like, by mess up, at least, Trin, this is what, I, this is what we're talking about, right? Like, lead me on the right path here. Yeah, when yeah. you maybe say something uh, offensive or thoughtless, 
And in light of certain political events, that's probably very easy to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. Like, we all will fuck up. But if you made someone sad, you don't get to decide whether or not you made them sad. Right. You don't get to debate someone's feelings. Should we do an example? Yes, let's do an example. Okay. Do you want to be the bad guy or the good always, guy? I'm always the bad guy. I know you are. You're so good at it. It's because you're so good, and so you can think about the other side of the coin so easily, and also you're oh. smart. Wow, way to turn that around. <laughs> that was really crafty. I've been taking improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really working well. Okay, so do I need to say something thoughtless? I think I think that's how it goes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Wait, say something, um, say something shitty about uh, me being bisexual. Oh, okay. Do that. We'll, we'll turn it like Got that. it, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, this is so easy, because this is so crappy, and I know you've heard this before. Yeah, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've, yeah. she's been my dumping ground for this yeah. few times. Okay, Thank Trin, you. Trin, ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You know, for someone who's bisexual, you, are like, you have like pretty healthy relationships. It's almost like I'm normal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you're not. <laughs> you're, not one of those, you're not one of those normals. So um, what... When I start out with these bad opinions on the receiving end, like the first thing I do is think, okay, Jen's crappy opinion <laughs> about this particular subject does not entirely define her and what our friendship is. So I'm like, Jen, hey, you know me, you know who I am, and like, you know that uh, probably your opinions about bisexuals are influenced by the media. I know this like sounds like preachy or whatever, but. I think you might want to do some Googling because that kind of hurt my feelings. I feel like I'm just Trin. I'm just a normal Trin. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and then Jen would be like, oh. And that's exactly how I want her to feel. <laughs> uh, so, and also the other thing is like, it just came out wrong. I didn't mean to offend you. You know, you can just apologize. You can apologize and like not even mean it. It's like a magic trick. They'll never know. They'll never yeah. know you're not sorry. Yeah, let's talk about apologies for a second. Because oh, everyone here has delivered and received a non-apology. Like, sorry if, blank, blank, blank. So, you're like, your, your apology probably shouldn't hinge on like a condition. Sorry if you're bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Sorry if I offended you. So like the offense occurred in the listener's brain yeah. and not when I said something. Yeah. Sorry if I offended you. Well, you did. You did. You Good did. Job. You figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Or the other one is like you can determine a lot uh, by an apology by what like what word they use after the word sorry. Like sorry if you. Ugh. Sorry if you feel that Ugh. way. Sorry if you were offended. Ugh. Sorry if you get punched in the Ugh. face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you got punched in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you're not the person who did the punching. It, like, it's not their fault. Right. Of uh, course not. I've made this this uh, simile before, but it's when somebody's like sorry if uh, and wants you to sweep what they said under the rug. It's a lot like somebody tossed a drink in your face, and you have to pretend to be dry now, or else it'll be way awkward. Like it's like the drink was the problem, not <laughs> me being wet. Sorry, guy. Wow, I'm so sorry that you got wet. That like, you were made to get wet. <laughs> Man, I love the way people use language to like get out of responsibility. I'm hey dad, I'm sorry that the coffee table did get broken. <laughs> I'm sorry that a party did occur here. Like, no, you did it. I'm sorry that the cops did show up yeah. at your house. <laughs> I'm sorry you let me have a party in your house. <laughs> okay, we can move on. I could come up with these all day. Yeah, but like it's just sorry that I or Sorry that I. I apologize for the thing I did. Right. And that, that feels good. And again, it's like magic. <laughs> Just say it. 
Just say the thing. Just say the thing. And I think we should all get better about apologizing. And yeah. the next four years are going to be rough. And people are going to mess up at attending protests or rallies or tweeting the wrong thing or slipping up with friends that are really engaged right now. Like, it will happen. That is like, we live in a problematic world. where all, We all have baggage that we bring into this fight we're about to enter into. So be prepared to mess up and be prepared to apologize for it. And try not to take it so personally when someone corrects you. Yeah, I mean, everybody is doing a pretty decent job so far, I feel like. Mm. I've got a lot of like hope and faith in the world, which may be entirely unfounded. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, like I see people li- uplifting each other and caring about each other and amplifying each other. Uh, and it's a really beautiful thing to see and to witness. And I feel like there's more people coming together than there are people being torn apart. So, like, good work, America. Mm, like, we fucked up a few times, but, like, now we're here yeah. and we're in it together. Yeah, here we, we messed up forever. And here we are trying to fix it. <laughs> Let's do some audience questions. Hi, um, I have a question about friendship and the election. Um, I worked with a guy who just recently left uh, uh, where we worked together. We worked for several several years together. We were really, really close. And he was always a big Bernie guy. Yeah. And right after the election, like, I was kind of, we were like, we were, we both, the, the job, it was tough. We also, the election really got to both of us. But he keeps insisting that Hillary would have been the same. And it's driving me insane. And do I just cut him off? And do I just cut the relationship off? And also, when I say, like, this is terrible, this is terrible, he says, well, we're kind of hoping the economy tanks because my wife and I can buy some really cheap real estate from Pilsen. Oh, my God. I really hope the country fails for my own personal gain. Yeah. That's what a nice person says out loud. And that's something that I've noticed lately is that occasionally I'll talk to friends and I'll be really, really concerned and they'll say something that's like, well, it'll be okay because I'm going to probably figure out a way to profit from this. And how do you react to that? Like, one, should should I maintain this friendship with this one person? And two... How do you react when someone says, this is going to be fun for me? God, what an incredible question. Thank you for that. Incredible question from someone in a Malort sweatshirt. Very cool, by the way. Like, just good all the way down. Yeah, that was a great question. Great sweatshirt. So let's start off with, okay, so some people are just trying to get by and will say, like, nihilistic, shitty things like that every now and again just to be like, okay, now this will get me through the day. Like, our comedian friends will be like, okay, well, comedy will be really good in the next four years. And they'll say it just to get them through the day. And they don't mean that. Yeah, they would much rather not have Trump be president. Yeah, they would much rather have health care than have comedy be good. Right. And we know that because they're our friends. And people will say these things, and they don't mean that angry, really crazy part about it. But, you know, it sounds like this person is really leaning into this crappy opinion. Right. It's all about context because, like, we try to say, like, whatever you need to do to, like, self-care and get through the day is okay. However, when you're doing that self-care thing at a person who, like, very strongly disagrees with you and at a certain point it's like I'm making their day worse, that's not great. Um, What we always say is that it is always up to you whether or not you want to forgive. Forgiveness is great. Like, forgiveness is like, okay, that person doesn't owe me anything any longer. I'm moving on. Maybe I won't put myself in the same position to be hurt again, but they don't owe me anything. Um, I think that might be what I would suggest personally in this situation, is to just be like, I'm going to shut the door on this and move on. But you see this guy at work, right? He just left. 
Oh, he just left. Yeah. Great. <laughs> that really takes the pressure off us <laughs> to help you with this because... We'd be like, I would say remove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this sucks, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, that person sounds like a, just a ton of fun. Yeah, just like, you know, they must be really fun at parties. Barrel of laughs. <laughs> Man, Trin, let's talk about, like, what... Let's say you did decide to take on explaining this person why the thing they're repeatedly saying is pretty crappy and hurtful. Right. Because let's face it, it's not about who they supported in the election at this I point. Agree. It's more about how they're treating you and how they're treating other people. Like, so they're not excited about, so they don't like Hillary. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm th- very... What, who cares? I don't really like Hillary either. But like, no, they would not have been the same. But again, that's not actually the point. The point is how they're choosing to treat you as a person. Right, it's the expression of that, and are they dragging you back into like their own sadness and anger? Yeah, so like, let's pretend for a second that they didn't leave, he didn't leave the job. Which oh, cool. they did, which is great, again. Can't emphasize enough, it's so great you don't have to see that person every day. <laughs> but like, what would the language be like? Like, Trin, you're so good at explaining to people like, hey, what you said, kind of not cool. So at that point with a coworker, so coworkers have a certain amount of power over you that other people don't because you have to see them every day. Not this guy, uh, but uh, most coworkers, it's like, uh, I can't make this relationship bad because I have to deal with this. Uh, and when you assert yourself, you always take the consequences of asserting yourself into condition. Um, like that will affect the way that you talk to somebody. So if I was talking to somebody who's my buddy, I'd be like, whoa there, partner, let's sit you down for a little chat. <laughs> but that's not what I would do with a coworker. What I would say, honestly, we, agree, we disagree so much about this, and I don't want to make it weird at work. It's okay that you think what you do, but it really brings me down that you're cool with the country tanking as long as you could buy some property. Man, like that seems weird. Is that really what you mean? Giving them the opportunity to explain themselves, I think is really good. Because again, a lot of people say things just to get themselves through the day. Um, and you can leave it at that. They can just be like, oh no, like I really did mean that. I really am this bad straw man, <laughs> that is who I am. That's fine. And then you close the door of their cubicle and you leave. Uh, but like, I think giving them the opportunity to fix it is good. And then giving yourself the opportunity to walk away is just as good. Yeah, you brought up a good thing about like, when do I cut people off? And the thing is, there is never a clear answer for that. It depends on the friend, it depends on the situation, it depends on what you are, the work you are willing to do to explain to your friend what they're doing is hurtful or bad. And you might not want to take that on. A lot of the time it's kind of like, especially now, like the world is crappy enough, like it's okay to close the door on people. It's okay to leave people behind who are, who are not great. I don't know, in my opinion. I would rather put energy into uh, people like Trin. Hey, it's me. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's there's no clear answer to that. Like, who, when do you leave people behind? It's like kind of I don't know. Yeah, it's like thirty percent of your mana at all times is being. <laughs> I love that. I'm a World of Warcraft nerd. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's your thirty percent of your mana is being expended all the time to keep up the bubble. You know, I'm this is a paladin thing now. Got it. Got um, it. But so like you can't like put blessing of sacrifice on somebody else right now. <laughs> like no, that's way too much expending of mana. Like I have no potions on me. I love you. I love you. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad someone does. <laughs> okay. That was a good to be, question. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? Like, like where about on the thumbs up, thumbs down? That was a great answer. Okay, Thank cool. you. Because if you were like right here, we'd be like, okay, let's talk about it some more. Sure. Like, that's totally cool. Thank you again. One, yeah. one, I actually work with a Republican too, and I feel oh. better with him. Oh. Because he's like moderate and he's fine with the whole thing. He's oh. Like, he's like, I understand your 
Ain't that the way? Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah, it's like Jen. Like, there's a quote um, from Sirius Black that you bring up, which oh, is. Oh yeah, the world. You know, Harry Potter fans. Uh, the world isn't divided into good people and death eaters. Even though it feels like it right now, it's actually not. Mm -hmm. Even Republicans can be kind. <laughs> For real. And it sounds like that guy is pretty decent, very yeah. thoughtful. Yeah. It's like... It's not impossible to be nice. God. Yeah. Work on it, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking jerks. <laughs> Should we do another question? Some more poetry? Oh yeah, no, we could do another question if anybody has one. If you don't, we could like make up a question. I could ask Jen about bears. Oh, okay, yeah, come on up to the thing. Hi. Hi. Oh, now I can't see one of you. It's okay, it's okay. Hi, I'm Sabrina. Uh, I'm from Argentina and I'm an international student here, so I am as legal as one can be here. I'm on my second degree of college. Uh, gracias. Uh, and I've been getting a lot of, you know, like, oh, how are you feeling now? You know, like, have, have things changed? Are things hard now? And it, how do you politely tell you, you know, and I mean you as in, like, you know, you Americans, people that have lived here your whole life, how do you politely tell them to go educate yourself? It's always been hard. It's always been a struggle. I've been on my own, and I've always struggled with everything. How do you politely tell them? It's not just now, like, go, le go learn your history or go learn what's always been going on without them being like, well, you shouldn't even be here. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Like, how, how do you bring that up without, because, I mean, I'm, I'm on your holy ground, so how do I not fight you? Mm -hmm. Right. I yeah. Suppose. You know, it's funny. <laughs> that is a good question. You're, yeah, great question. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that, you know, you, you're asking us this question, but we would prefer to talk to the crappy people. Because if we could, we would tell them, like, hey, you got to do some work before you bring this up to another person. you right. got to do some article reading. you got to do some, you know, understanding the history of your own country before you put the burden of explanation on someone else. Right. But since uh, those crappy people are not here, and all of you are perfect, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you specifically. So it always depends on, again, uh, how, much you, how many consequences you want to deal with for your actions. So if somebody random in a bar is like, tell me about Argentina, and you're just like, mm, goodbye, you can do that and just not ever talk to them again. Like you can say like, wow, like that's, that's really crazy that you white person think that like this is, has not been hard for me forever. Like yeah. mm, you can do that, but obviously that ends the interaction and it isn't polite. Um, so I'm gonna go back to um, the way that I have experienced microaggressions because that's the best way it can come across, which is like, I think it's just a polite reiteration of what you said, which is, you know what? Things have always been hard. That's something you can Google. And honestly, it brings me down a little bit to even think about it. Yeah. And then the conversation ends because what you're doing is you're asserting how you feel about it. Um, and nobody can argue with you for feeling shitty about it. Yeah, your feelings are not up for debate. That is true. No matter what alternate facts they bring into the scenario. Oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> you, they cannot deny you as a person and your experience. And Thank you for asking that question. I have another thought too. Yeah. Um, what was it? Hold on, I'm coming back to me. Oh, yeah, Trin mentioned you don't have to be polite. You don't have to be polite. You don't have yeah. to be polite. You don't ever have to be polite to someone who makes you feel bad. Like, like you don't have to be polite unless it benefits you specifically. That's yeah, my yeah, view. for real. Like, do ca don't cause harm and make sure you're safe in the situation when right. you're impolite. That's usually our advice because like, there are very real consequences to being impolite sometimes. But you can be kind without being nice. Right. And in this case, these people don't really deserve you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it's totally up to you how much time you want to give people who are trying to make you do emotional labor in explaining your existence. I would just practice my not having it face. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, if somebody can tell by the way you look that this is not something you want to talk about, and you're yeah. just like, you know what? It's always been bad. Like, please Google. Yeah. Yeah. That was really ignorant of you. Maybe you should do the work first before you ask me that question. But, like, if you were to ask, so I like you. I like you, too. Yeah. I don't like some other people. I know. Right. Yeah. So if, I, if you were asking me this, I'd be like, Jen, you know it's always been a little rough for me. Like, you want to... Let's do some Googling later, maybe. Right, right. You're so meeting me on... I'm like, meeting yeah. her halfway. Just being like, as my friend, I think that you would expect to care about these issues, and like clearly you need to do a little bit of background research. Yeah. But again, if it's a stranger, you can just... Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Tell him, boy, bye. <laughs> All right, yeah. Any more questions, or should I ask Jen about bears? Trin has a really pressing question about bears, so just ask it real quick. Okay. Jen. Yes. Is it true that bears can climb faster than they can run? It is true. Yep. That's an awesome question. Okay. Cool. I really Covered wish that. somebody sent that as um, If you have another question about bears or friendship, I think we have time for a couple more. Yeah, we've got like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay, cool. You can head to the microphone. It's the one on the right closer to the wall. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, so, after the Women's March, I saw a lot of posts from family and friends or just like general interactions that were basically like, why are you so mad? We've come so far. We can vote. We have jobs. And I don't, like, I've always just closed out my computer and taken a nap because I have so much rage when I see that and I don't know how to talk to them and be like, that's good enough? Like, I don't know what conversation to have to be like, we're not just angry and complaining. Right. Like, this is still unfair. We still have things to fight for just because you can't see it. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how to communicate with them. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to start it off. So, yeah, please um, do. Whenever somebody is like, oh, why don't you look at the women in whatever country? They have it so much worse than you. First, it's probably, what they're saying is probably racist. Uh, but second, what they're saying is, be grateful because we could be treating you so much worse. Like, be grateful because the people in power have power over you and we can make this a worse situation for you. So, like, I think internalizing the fact that that is true, that we know that there are people in the world who have power over other people, um, that we deserve better, we deserve as much as everybody else gets, uh, that's, that's the thing. I think, I think shutting it down with, yes, we could have it so much worse. I'm glad that we don't. But wouldn't it be great if we all had equal opportunities? Like, wouldn't it be great if we just were all treated the same? Because I, who would argue that? Who would argue, like, no, I feel that there should be a hierarchy. <laughs> like, why? Why would you think that? Oh, what a garbage thing to think. This is a hard one because Facebook is so terrible. I mean, my number one suggestion is get off of Facebook. Yeah. 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 I'm on Facebook, but I do a lot of just closing out. Cleansing. Um, <laughs> that said, you don't have to do that. Like, if you're willing to take on a Facebook fight, I mean, I hope you, like... I hope you're prepared for that. Right. I hope you have like beverages, a blanket. I hope you're like wearing your battle armor and you're One ready or to more go. Cats. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I also feel that rage when I see Facebook posts like that, and I have to direct my rage elsewhere because I can't do it. It'll eat up my whole day, and that sucks. So usually, what happens is I do something when I see posts like that. I personally will go donate to Planned Parenthood, or I'll go do something else to take my anger and turn it into something else because I cannot personally take on a Facebook fight. It's yeah. just not. Because the thing is, people will uh, not use logic. 
and reason. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing on the other side of on the other side of this that will make them, first of all, understand you, uh, appreciate your opinion, treat you with respect. They have it's all good on Facebook. Like they can say whatever they want. <laughs> it is not meeting people on even ground at all. So uh, my dad. I'm trained Garitano, we call him Papatano. Uh, old Papatano Tano used to say, you can't reason somebody out of an opinion that they did not reason themselves into. So you can't give them enough logic to logic themselves out of that I shitty opinion. So uh, I always recommend don't fight on Facebook. Um, but if you want to give a, like, a, and then get out of there, it's really like, why wouldn't you agree that everybody should be treated equally. Like, what argument is that? Is there for that? I think people just see hordes, crowds of women getting together and just don't like it. <laughs> Honestly, scary. they're just like, nope, I don't like this. Mm -mm, Their nope, cycles nope. are gonna sink up and yeah. we're gonna have a bear problem. Yeah, this is gonna be a oof. This is gonna wreak havoc on the plumbing. We can't, <laughs> we can't have this. Like, it just makes people uncomfortable. And honestly, I'm glad it makes people uncomfortable because yeah. they're not learning if they're not uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh. oh, I like that, Jen. Like, because we've talked about the value of discomfort, that um, discomfort can make you act. Discomfort can make you change the way that you're doing things. But discomfort can also make you question stuff. Right. Uh, and also, it can ch make you change uh, your opinion and behavior when you have power. And how awesome was it that that Women's March happened on, like, every continent? That was crazy. Yeah, and now it's like our job as white women to like not let that be our last protest. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the kind of argument on Facebook I'm interested in, is how can we do better now? Not, why are they complaining uh, uh, with their yes. stupid signs? Oh, they're ladies, uh, <laughs> snowflakes. Special liberal, those bleeding hearts. <laughs> those people who care about other people, oh, they're awful. Oh, the worst. Oh God, wouldn't it be awful if everybody was sensitive and cared about each other's feelings? <laughs> What a terrible world we would live in. <laughs> Let's ask a question that we got on our podcast. Oh, we've gotten a lot. Do yeah. I, so how about we talk about something entirely off topic? Okay. Why don't we talk about... Oh, I got one. Oh. Is it okay to tell your friend that their brother is hot? No, it has never been okay. <laughs> we got this it's question. It's not okay. And it's like, how do I... It wasn't just, should I tell my, my friend that their brother is hot? But it was, how do I tell my friend that I think their brother is hot? <laughs> Like, you're going to sit them down and, like, have a beer and be like, hey, Jen, your brother, and you got similar genes. I know we get along. <laughs> but your brother... Is he single? Tasty so, cake. Ugh. So the thing is, they didn't ask, is it okay to date my friend's brother? They asked, how do I tell them that they're hot? You don't. You don't ever Hard do that. Hard no. Hard no. See, that's just going to make everyone uncomfortable. It might make you feel good to like have a secret crush, but don't tell the sister or the sibling that. Yeah. Right? Boo. We both have brothers, if you couldn't tell. That's yeah. why we feel especially strongly about this. Like, somebody could date my brother, but like I never want to be privy to their attraction to him, any sex things that happen. <laughs> Like, I don't want to know where they're going on dates. I just don't want to know. I don't care. Like, yeah. date him, but leave me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, you think that he's very ugly, and you guys are uh, sitting two seats away from each other at the movie. You're leaving room for Jesus. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Christian side hugs. <laughs> uh, on that note, I think we're done podcasting. I think we're wrapping up. Yeah, can yeah. you try and do our theme song? Yes, I can. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't
write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. Do friendship at the problem. I think that's the end. Thank you very much. Trin, where can people find us? What? Where can people find us? Oh, <laughs> We should probably tell you, if you want to listen to our podcast, you don't have to. Uh, everybody has a limited time. You don't have to waste your precious youth on our podcast. Um, but if you were to want to spend 20 to 30 minutes a day uh, listening to Friendship, we uh, podcast once a week. We are at uh, friendshipingpodcast.com, and we are on Twitter at Do Friendship. Okay, uh, is that it? Is yeah. That uh, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking.